0: From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, February 16th. I'm Sarah Wright. Experts on the Potter Valley Project gave Farm Bureau Committee members an update last night, providing details about flows, preparations for a ballot measure to levy a special tax, and the as yet scarce information that's available about what's next. Devin Jones, the executive director of the Mendocino County Farm Bureau, laid the groundwork with some background and up-to-the-moment specifics about how much water is coming through the East Fork of the Russian River into Lake Mendocino.
1: As many of you are aware, uh, the Potter Valley Project operations have been significantly reduced since, you know, middle of July, I believe. You know, October, November, December, when we had winter flows available uh, due to a transformer Uh, Failure uh, up at the project, Uh, PG&E was not running any water at all through the powerhouse. Uh, That means that the only water supply that was coming through the diversion into Lake Mendocino was connected to the bypass flows, which has been around 45 cubic feet per second or CFS. You know, five cubic feet per second is for uh, livestock water in Potter Valley Uh, And then there's a 35 CFS requirement into the east branch of the Russian River uh, with a 5 CFS buffer, roughly. Um, I did check the gauge at Calpella, which is the east fork gauge coming into Lake Mendocino uh, just before this meeting. And it's roughly around 60 cubic feet per second. Um, So there's probably some natural accretion coming through the system right now um, that is also adding to the water that is coming into Lake Mendocino. Uh, but this is a substantial reduction of what we would normally see uh, during winter months being diverted you know, for power production uh, coming into the East Fork of the Russian River.
0: PG&E still owns and operates the hydropower plant and system of dams and reservoirs that divert water from the eel into the Russian River. But the license expires in mid-April and pg and wants to get out from under the unprofitable endeavor. A regional group that was trying to raise money to study the feasibility of taking over the license announced last month that it will also not be filing an application. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission is expected to lay out the parameters of what's likely to be a decommissioning process once the current license expires. But as Janet Polly, chair of the Inland Water and Power Commission, explained, that process could take years during which time PG&E plans to operate on a year-to-year license.
2: PG&E apparently only has one other power plant that has a similar type of transformer bank. They're very worried about getting the supplies because of the supply chain issues that we've been seeing. So they're saying two years to repair, but they believe they'll be able to recoup the costs in another five years after that. They have to continue to run the power plant with the license that's currently in place on a year-to-year basis until that project, if it's going to be surrendered, it has to be absolutely surrendered before they can give up that responsibility. So there's you know, going to be seven years maybe right there, two years to do the repairs, five years to recoup the cost.
0: In another scenario entirely, there is also the possibility that PG&E could salvage the equipment or sell it to another entity that's interested in taking over the project. However, no one other than the regional consortium of local governments and the environmental nonprofit California Trout expressed an interest when PG&E announced it wanted to offload the infrastructure. While it is physically possible to increase the amount of water flowing through the project by way of a bypass channel, Polly emphasized that the company is being scrupulous about adhering to the terms of its license.
2: PGE has not agreed to increase the bypass flows. And at this point in time, we lost that window of opportunity. Fisheries agencies wanted to increase the minimum flows on the Eel River to 300 cubic feet per second. In other words, no diversion, no increase in diversion through the project unless they had 300 CFS coming out of Lake Pillsbury. We dropped below 300 over two weeks ago now. Uh, and it continues to diminish. PG&E is not willing to do something that's not <clears throat> currently allowed in their license.
0: Polly added that there was public pressure, too. About 30 letters came in, half of them urging pg and to increase the flows and the other half arguing against it. Humboldt County and Caltrout, both members of the regional consortium that was trying to take over the license, did not weigh in either way. While many parties regard the removal of Scott Dam in Lake County as a given, the Lake Pillsbury Alliance is prepared to fight for the continuing existence of the lake behind the dam, arguing that it's key to putting out fires in the region. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife funded a study of several different scenarios for continuing the diversion without the dams, but those would not include diversions during the summer. Meanwhile, Polly said efforts are underway to gauge the public's knowledge about the water they use and how much they're willing to pay for it. A consulting company is sending out polls to property owners within the bound of the Water and Power Commission's five member agencies, which are inland governments and water districts, to determine the viability of putting a special tax on the ballot in November. Each of the agencies in the commission are asking their boards for $50,000 to secure the water supply. The county was first to approve its share unanimously, and at last week's commission meeting, Polly said the money is in the Potter Valley Irrigation District's budget. The Russian River Flood Control District approved half on a split vote, and the City of Ukiah and the Redwood Valley County Water District will discuss it at their meetings this week.
2: And that's why we're hoping this ballot measure is successful, because, again, as I've said many times now, carrying this burden on the shoulders of these agencies is a burden, and it has been. And we've been doing this for a long time, and I think we've done an excellent job. But uh, we do need some help from others in the community that are dependent on this water. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news
0: with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.